Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Podcast. Today it's our honor to welcome Jane Rubietta, an author and minister, and she's going to talk today to us about the book, How to Keep the Pastor You Love. Thank you, Jane, for joining us in this time today. I'm delighted to be with you. Thank you for the ministry there. Well, we're excited to join in ministry, and I really believe that the content from your book, How to Keep the Pastor You Love, would be something that's very important, especially as we begin to approach Pastor Appreciation Month in October. But besides that, I think this book should be on the on the shelves of our offices in a place where we can grab it from time to time and keep up with it. So I want to talk about your book, How to Keep the pastor you love, and also say a quick word of thanks for writing the book. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, hey, give us an overview of the book, Uh, just a a quick overview, including how the book is structured. Walk us through a little bit of that. Sure. I wanted a book that was going to be super practical so that no matter where you are in your, you know, in your journey with your pastor, you can pick it up and there will be something relevant in there. Right. And I also wanted the chapters to be short enough that, that people, are, people could use them in a small group. So, um, and, and I tried to take the, the, the lay people and the leadership through from the very first welcome moment to, to the goodbye to the pastor. So, so that it, it goes through the entire gamut of, you know, from, from welcoming your pastor into how to have good communication and what does it look like, you know, after church on Sunday until the next Sunday shows up and, you know, and then common problems for, for clergy that really do impact the, the church life, like the stress and burnout and what about that clergy spouse, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and also the, the kids and what about housing? So it took us through all of these very, very practical chapters. And, and then in addition, Brent, I really loved, I really love pull quotes, mm-hmm. um, except that I don't like it when they just repeat what's already in on that page. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have application scattered throughout the entire book. So there are all sorts of bulleted sidebars and you know as a as a writer for periodicals I I love sidebars. So so lots of that kind of stuff that you can excerpt put in your newsletters, you know, bless people with implement right away the next time you see your clergy, you know. Yes, yes. Well, I have found those chapters very helpful and uh, practical uh, as well. And as you said, you're following basically the whole tenure of a minister's time at one place from welcoming all the way through a healthy goodbye and everything in between with those short practical chapters. I'd also like to point out the appendices at the end. I think you have eight of those. Um and I have found those helpful as well. And those include things like how to pray for your pastor. There's also a Bible study on how on, on loving your pastor, uh, information about sabbaticals and renewals. Uh, that has proven to be very effective for readers as well. Is there anything you'd like to add about the appendix that are, are part of the book? I 
I have had, you know, leadership in churches say that the the appendices are are worth getting the book for. Yes, because there's so much application in there, and there's a you know a stress and burnout evaluation you can take, and there's just all sorts of practical stuff in the back, as well as ways that you can can build your church body into a supportive unit for your clergy. So important. So important. What a, what a, what a blessing that is. Um, you talked about, uh, even in your introduction, the, the concept of win-win, and, and that's exactly what happens uh, when we have that kind of experience of supporting our pastors where they're built up, the, the, we're praying for them, they, they're blessing us, and they're renewed, and they're strength, and they have the desire and courage to keep moving on. So thank you for, for all of that. Mm. So helpful. Uh, let's, let's go back to the whys. This is such a practical book, but what, what was stirring in your spirit? Why did you write this book? I was a fairly new clergy spouse at, at when I started realizing there's a massive fallout among clergy in terms of pastors leaving ministry, marriage is falling apart, kids on the, off the rails, and, and pastors just actually, not even just leaving the church, the high, there is a high turnover mm-hmm. in, in many denominations, but, but that they're just leaving ministry. And I was brokenhearted by all of that. And I began to do research to see, like, isn't there a way that we can help this? And I realized that church, your church is as healthy as its weakest link. Right. And if that's the pastor, uh, folks, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that is one place to really try to, to pour in support. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to write the book to try and stem that because the, the church is the visible witness of God in this world. It's not the pastor. Mm, it, that's it's, right. it's the entire church. I mean, the pastor is as well. But, right, but right. if the church has, um, you, I, the, you know, we, can't, we have to present our, our most Christ-like selves to the world because that is the winsome Jesus that they need. So right. I really wanted to try and help churches do the very best they could to have the healthiest church they could have. And you can only have a healthy church if your pastor is also healthy. That leads me to my next question. And that is, when you wrote the book, who was the audience that you had in mind to be the reader? Because I find it very practical for a lot of people. But who, what, what was in your mind when you were writing the book? <laughs> Maybe... Maybe what I really wanted to do was have people take care of me, but <laughs> the the truth is, pastors can't be the ones who say, "Hey, I need for you to take care of me." Yes, it has to be a lay led movement, and so most churches have a structure in place where where they have oversight of the pastor, whether it's called the staff parish committee or the board of elders or whatever your denomination calls it. Um, I designed the book to work for those people in leadership. But I also designed it so it could easily be facilitated in your Sunday school group or start up a, hey, Clergy Appreciation Month care group and use this book. 
and see what happens. So I wrote idea. it for lay people. Mm -hmm. But here's the other the other thing I wanted to say about it, Brent, is I don't want I do not ever want clergy saying, see, look at me, poor me. Wow, wow, wow. Right. Uh, that's incredibly un, unattractive. Right, like a victim mentality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to include notes to the pastor and spouse throughout every chapter so that they could begin to apply. They could ask themselves questions. And if it's, if it's, the, if it's about their kids, then questions for them about, it's, because I, I really, again, yours, many pastors leave the ministry because of their wife's, wife's discontent. Mm -hmm. So, or spouse's discontent, let mm -hmm. me put it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, well, then this is a much larger issue and there are lots of caregiving uh, arenas for us. So I wanted all those places to be addressed. Well, it does a great job of that. And my experience reading the book, and, and honestly, Jane, I've read it and reread it from time to time. And I, I'll go back in certain chapters in particular that may be in the connection between myself and my church or uh, the situation that I'm in, a pastor that I'm praying for. But I found it helpful for laymen, as you said, your target audience at the beginning. The little call-out buttons are the, the places there where there are quotes where the pastor's can get a, a little bit of extra uh, insight and questions in which they can follow up. And then, as you were saying as well, uh, those who are leaders of pastors, those who are leaders of churches, district superintendents or <laughs> bishops or <laughs> the, the, that kind of thing. In fact, I was telling a friend about this book just the other day. He said, every district superintendent needs this. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I, that would be the best case scenario. When I was researching, like what kind of, where, where is cl clergy care happening uh, around the country, I called literally every denomination, every mm -hmm. denomination in the country. Mm -hmm. And they all thought it was a really good idea and a really strong need. But there were, at the denominational level, there was nothing happening in a strategic, systematic way at the time when I was researching it. I think that has changed. Some were much more aware of the high cost of pastoring. But I, I think we have a long way to go. Well, I echo that, and I, I affirm that, and I... I've experienced that even as uh, Shepherd's Fold has been giving more resources to uh, ministry leaders regarding pastor appreciation. Those who are leading pastors have realized and recognized the need for that and are excited. I mean, they're just gobbling it up and wanting to get it into the hands of congregational members because they want to see that relationship strengthened between the congregation and uh, the pastor. So um, I'm thankful that that need is understood and people like you are putting together some resources to help with that. So, uh, so thank you for that. Well, we've talked about some of the chapters. We've talked about the appendices, but I want to give just a, a moment of conversation to the introduction of the book. I, I even found that inspiring, Jane. It was just three pages long, but uh, I came away with several memorable concepts from that introduction, such as you talk in there about the freedom for every congregation to creatively match their expressions of care for the pastors to their different personality types. 
you know. Uh, you also talk about the concept of win-win, that when we care for pastors, they're able to do more and their help for the, for the congregation. And we just see the, the body of Christ grow. It's a win-win for everyone. Uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to get a couple thoughts from you regarding the very first words of the book from the introduction. And it, you, you talk about a time in which you posed this question to ministry leaders, what if you could change the world by doing just one thing? Boy, that was an attention grabber to me, <laughs> but then I'm sure it was when you were meeting. And then you said the answer was this, to pray for your pastor. Um, tell us about that, and and what, what comes to mind when you think of the power of praying for your pastor and the chance to change the world in some ways uh, in that. I remember the first time somebody said to me, I was in the middle of a grocery store aisle, and a parishioner came up to me and said, I pray for you and your family every single day. And I thought I was just going to lay down in the floor and cry. I was so touched that anyone cared enough Mm -hmm. to pray for us, not just every once in a while or on Sunday morning, but every day. Wow. That blew me away, and I began to, re- and I reflected on that for a long time. Like what that did for my soul, and my energy in ministry, and my love for Jesus, and my 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 people was massive. Just this one person, and so I began to think if the if the church is praying for the pastor, and the pastor knows that, if the clergy spouse knows that, and the children know that, imagine how loved they feel. But yes. here's the other thing that happens, Brent, when, when we pray for people, God f- invites us past our discontent with that person. Mm-hmm. So you're mad at your pastor? What if you just start praying for your pastor? Mm-hmm. Your heart will change for your pastor. Mm-hmm. It will, because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so then we get into this win-win-win thing, because, because the church is changed by praying for the pastor, but the you are praying power into the pastor's life and ministry and the pastor's family and protection and using those gifts that they are given. And I mean, it is a massive, massive run out of blessing, I think. I know. Wonderful. Uh, wonderful. And uh, as you explain it that way, we can see how <laughs> God uses that in a, a mighty way. Yes, thank you for that. Mm. As we approach this year's Pastor Appreciation Month, is there anything you'd like to add, uh, anything you'd like to say? I, I call it a fielder's choice. One of my sons is a baseball player. Fielder's choice. You can, st- <laughs> you can do whatever you want to. Uh, free for all for Jane Rubietta. What, what would you like to say? Oh, I would say your, your clergy are more exhausted than ever. This year, they are more tired than they've ever been. And they feel guilty if they take time off because the world is in such trauma. And so they, you know, they're afraid to have fun. They're afraid to go do anything. They don't want to take a vacation. Not, not, maybe they don't even get a vacation, but they're, they are, they don't feel like they deserve it because everything is so traumatic right now for everyone. Clergy have been forced to grow and expand in entirely new directions technologically and creatively during COVID-19. Great point. They are mm-hmm. extra exhausted. Mm-hmm. And 
so this is a fabulous time to just pour grace over them to heap them with with appreciation as as um Eugene Peterson renders it in the message version of First Thessalonians. Um, just, you know, bless them overflowingly with love and appreciation. What an inspiring thought that is. And, and we, we want to live that out. Um, tell us how, so, so the book title is How to Keep the Pastor You Love. How can people get a copy of that book? Tell us about your ministry and, and where they find this information. You can get a copy of the book at my website, janerubietta.com. You can get it from a local bookstore. You can probably order it online elsewhere besides my website. And you can get it through the publisher, InterVarsity Press. Yes, yes. Well, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to go ahead and add my endorsement and recommendation that every uh, person from congregational members, to pastors, to leaders of churches and pastors, that everyone get just get get one copy of this book and then use it as a resource throughout the tenure of a minister's time at a uh, a local church in order to see God do his very best in and through that pastor and for the good of his kingdom through that entire church mm-hmm. body. That's my prayer and um I, I just have found your book so inspiring, and I hope others are going to be able to find a, uh, the opportunity to get, get a hold of that as well, and this vision of seeing God work in great ways. Thank you very much for that, Brent. Well, thank you to Jane for your time together today and uh, for your ministry. Let's continue to remember you and your ministry and all that you do. And one more time, janerubietta.com, and the book is How to Keep the Pastor You Love. Thanks for tuning in to the Shepherd's Fold podcast.